0: Oh! Welcome to the Orthodox Logos. My name is Ian Silver. Today is March 25th, 2022, the Feast of the Annunciation of Our Most Holy Lady, the Theotokos and Ever Virgin Mary. Today we'll be discussing that. I hope everyone has been having a blessed Lent. We are fixing some of the audio and video on the podcast as well as on the YouTube channel. Everything should be up and running fairly shortly. I want to try to get back into doing more Lives of the Saints and also talking about certain feasts. I'm going to be having some clergy on a little bit more regularly. I have a few other interviews planned, so stay tuned for that. Make sure to check out the website, theorthodoxlogos.com subscribe to the youtube channel we also have a patreon you can find that on patreon at the orthodox logos and i want to say thank you to everybody who has supported in the in the in the past and people that continue to support whether it's on patreon whether it's purchasing the beard oil that we've released the magazines clothing um, helping donate whatever it is we really appreciate it and we are truly humbled That you feel called to help this platform and our mission to bring the word of god to people all over so yeah let's go ahead and get into this like i said today is the annunciation of the most holy lady the theotokos and ever virgin mary the feast of the annunciation is one of the earliest christian feasts and was already being celebrated in the fourth century there's a painting of the annunciation in the catacomb of priscilla in rome dating from the second century, and the Council of Toledo in 656 mentions the feast, and the Council in Trullo in 692 says that the Annunciation was celebrated during Great Lent, which we still see and still do to this very day. The Greek and Slavonic names for the feast may be translated as good tidings. This, of course, refers to the incarnation of the Son of God and the salvation he brings. The background of the Annunciation is found in the Gospel of St. Luke. The Troparion describes this as the beginning of our salvation and the revelation of the eternal mystery, for on this day the Son of God became the Son of Man. There are two main components to the Annunciation, the message itself, obviously, and the response of the Virgin. The message fulfills God's promise to send a Redeemer, which refers to Genesis 3, verse fifteen. I will put enmity enmity, between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall crush your head, and you shall lie in wait for his heel. The fathers of the church understand her seed to refer to Christ. The prophets hinted at his coming, which they saw dimly, but the archangel Gabriel now proclaims that the promise is about to be fulfilled. We see this echoed in the liturgy of St. Basil as well, when man disobeyed thee, the only true God who had created him and was deceived by the guile of the serpent, becoming subject to death by his own transgressions. Thou, O God, in thy righteous judgment, didst send him forth from paradise into this world, returning him to the earth from which he was taken, yet providing for him the salvation of regeneration in thy Christ himself. The archangel Gabriel was sent by God to Nazareth in Galilee. There he spoke to the undefiled virgin who was betrothed to St. Joseph. Hail thou who art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God shall give him unto the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob for ever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. In contrast to Eve, who was readily deceived by the serpent, the Virgin did not immediately accept the angel's message. And in her humility, she did not think she was deserving of such words, but was actually troubled by them. The fact that she asked for an explanation reveals her sobriety and prudence. She did not disbelieve the words of the angel, but could not understand how they would be fulfilled, for they spoke of something which was beyond nature. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Luke 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 34. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. Therefore, therefore also that which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Luke chapter 1, verses 35 through 38. In his sermon 23, on the day of the Annunciation, Saint Philaret of Moscow boldly stated that the word of the creature brought the creator down into the world. He explains that salvation is not merely an act of God's will, but also involves the virgin's free will. She could have refused, but she accepted God's will and chose to cooperate without complaint or further questions. The icon of the feast shows the archangel with a staff in his left hand indicating his role as a messenger. Sometimes one wing is upraised as if to show his swift descent from heaven. His right hand is stretched toward the Holy Virgin as he delivers his message. The Virgin is depicted either standing or sitting, usually holding yarn in her left hand. Sometimes she is shown holding a scroll. Her right hand may be raised to indicate her surprise at the message she is hearing. Her head is bowed, showing her consent and obedience. The descent of the Holy Spirit upon her is depicted by a ray of light issuing from a small sphere at the top of the icon, which symbolizes heaven. In a famous icon from Sinai, a white dove is shown in the ray of light. There are several famous icons of the Annunciation. One is in the Moscow Kremlin, in the Church of the Annunciation. This icon appeared in connection with the rescue of a prisoner by the Mother of God during the reign of Ivan the Terrible. Another is to be found in the Dormition Cathedral in Moscow, it was originally located in Ustig and was the icon before which St. Procopius, the fool, prayed to prayed to save the city from destruction in, 20, in 1290. One of the most highly revered icons in Greece is the Tinos icon of the Annunciation. The, the Annunciation falls during Lent, but is always celebrated with great joy. The liturgy of St. Basil or St. John Chrysostom is served even on the weekdays of Lent. It is one of the two days of Great Lent on which the fast is relaxed and fish is permitted. And as we know, Palm Sunday is the other. So that was just a brief reading on the Annunciation as we celebrate it today during this time of Great Lent. I hope you enjoyed and I look forward to doing more podcasts and and readings here in the near future, future. So make sure to like, subscribe, share this with your friends, give it a big thumbs up on iTunes and Spotify. That really helps out. I hope you continue to have a blessed day and God bless.